0: To be honest with you, I had quite a bit of conflict about doing this podcast episode because it could be seen as irresponsible. But the reality is that our mental health system, here in the UK especially, and what we promote people to do, the avenues they should take if they have anxiety. I believe is very poor. Now you don't have to agree with me and you can contact me and you can let me know um, in my community, the WhatsApp community, the link is in the show notes, what your thoughts are around this subject. But I want to fight for some change. And to do that, I have to stand up and actually go against some of the advice I've even given to people who have been struggling with anxiety and I did that because I was towing the line, and it seemed like the responsible thing to do. But the reality is this. Knowing what I know now, if I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder today, I wouldn't seek help from a traditional talk therapist. I believe that if I did go down that route, I could delay my healing by months, years, and probably make my anxiety worse. Why? And before I go into the why, I want to say thank you for joining me on the Mindset Change podcast. I'm your host and coach, Paul Shepard. And if you're thinking, well, what the heck would I do then if I've got anxiety? Where should I go? Well, keep listening to the end for what I would do instead. So it's been a strange week, especially on the social media side of things. I posted on Instagram and on TikTok, which you can find under the username at MindsetChangeUK, a video explaining a little of my point of view. Now, thousands viewed the videos and those commenting mostly agreed with me, which is lovely. And they were telling me of their experiences of how therapy hasn't worked for them too. But there were a small number of people who really did go on the attack with all sorts of claims about myself and my agenda here. And I totally, totally get the skepticism thrown my way. But the only agenda that I have is to help as many people as I can heal their anxiety. That's why this podcast exists. I don't get paid for doing this podcast. I do it out of the passion I have for helping people change their mindsets work more holistically with their minds and bodies to begin to heal anxiety or anything else that is blocking their path from living the life they truly want to live. I know from personal experience how mindset blocks and anxiety can be. But I also believe what is on offer today for anxiety sufferers is really poor compared to what could be on offer. I know what I'm saying is controversial because the traditional route is to go down and speak to a traditional talk therapist. And it may upset a few people, but I will always champion a more holistic way of working with anxiety than just going to see a traditional talk therapist, like a psychotherapist or counsellor, for anxiety as my first port of call. And here's the main reason why. Too many therapists have been trained to put all eggs in one basket and over-focus on your mind, what you are thinking. Why you are thinking what you're thinking, and trying to change your thinking to something more helpful. It then control through decades of your life, trying to find possible root causes as to why you are anxious, which can take a very long time. And anyone suffering with anxiety will know that they just want to know how to stop and change those symptoms now, and not have to wait for weeks, months or years for something to happen, and yet. That is what is happening. And sadly, as I get to hear, without the results, people were hoping for. Has this happened to you? Have you tried therapy and found it to be ineffective and somehow maybe blaming yourself for therapy not working? You might be even settling for the idea that you're going to have anxiety for the rest of your life, that it's here to stay. And I can promise you that that is really not the case. Now, I'm not denying Approaches with the mind in the past hasn't got its uses. Of course it has. And I utilize a lot of mind work when it comes to anxiety healing. And again, I want to make it clear that I'm not knocking therapists or therapy overall. Though, let's be honest, every process needs challenges to get an idea of whether they're being effective or not and whether they can be improved. And I've gained a lot from having therapy myself and I'm very grateful for my therapist and how they helped me understand myself and the relationships I was forming around me. And just to be clear, I have trained in a lot of therapies, Uh, psychotherapy, counselling, CBT, hypnotherapy, integral eye movement therapy, there are so many others. And I continue to use those skills to this very day, but they form only a part of the work I do with clients, as I know that for someone to get the help they truly need with anxiety, there needs to be a more holistic approach. So yes, therapy is a good thing, but if I had anxiety today, I would learn the skills needed to manage and change my relationship with anxiety, to turn it down, to work with it, get its message. Then if I needed to explore more of myself and my past and get to know myself, then I would go down the therapy route. So let's explore a little bit more about why. So in short, I've rarely seen any client whose lifestyle hasn't created a dysregulated nervous system, and it's pushed it to the edge and into survival mode, triggering their anxiety and making it so much worse. Now, I believe, truly believe, that anxiety is a message from the mind and body begging you for help Something isn't working in your life. The way you're living is unsustainable and it's asking for a course correction. Whether you're doing too much, whether you're drinking too much alcohol, or these days we've begun to realize that drinking any alcohol isn't very helpful towards anxiety. Eating too much junk food, sugar, not looking after your gut microbiome, if you're not exercising enough or moving enough, or over-exercising, that can push your adrenals to the edge, Drinking too much caffeine, not getting enough sleep, and over-breathing. You get the picture. These lifestyle choices put an enormous amount of pressure on the body, and over time, your body can start to resist with anxiety symptoms because we're pushing that nervous system to the edge. So again, your mind and body will begin to display those anxiety symptoms. It's like it's knocking at the door, and until you answer, it will begin to make your symptoms much worse. Now, when I was getting help, when I was seeking the best ways to heal my anxiety, no one, absolutely no one, not even my doctor, asked me about my lifestyle and what it was like. When I was training in therapies, there was barely any mention of any lifestyle information at all. It was all about the mind. And that's what it does. That's what these therapists focus on. And I remember sitting with a group of psychotherapy trainers and I was asking them if they do any training at all in health and help their clients work out if their anxieties were made worse by their lifestyle choices. And the answer was a resounding no, not at all. It's not something that we focus on. And this is crazy. I mean, it could be life-changing for someone to realize that some of their lifestyle habits are really making their anxieties much worse. When anxiety pushed me to the edge, to the very edge where I was wondering whether I was going to carry on living or not, it was that deep, life-changing experience of that voice that just suddenly rose within me and said, you're doing this all the wrong way around. You've got to come back to the body. And that led me to where I am now. But that message changed everything. Because when I began to pay attention to healing my body, so I begrudgingly changed my sleeping patterns, ate better food, you know, did the things that would help calm my nervous system down. And it was mar- almost like miraculous because suddenly I was getting pockets of feeling anxiety free, which later on, by the way, I self sabotaged because I was so used to feeling anxious, being peaceful, feeling joyful having that stillness in my mind actually triggered another anxiety because I was so used to being hypervigilant and kind of addicted to that feeling of uh, adrenaline and the buzz and the excitement, being busy, being distracted. And having those peaceful moments was so alien to me that I tried to find ways to self-sabotage. I'll talk about that in another episode. I do need to do another self-sabotaging one again but does that sound familiar to you do you think there might be a part of you self-sabotaging your life to make it more anxious to feel more of a struggle be more of a victim we are not alone and it's something that again can be treated with anxiety coaching when you begin to calm down your nervous system we do begin to think more clearly I remember having like a checklist of all the things I thought I would have to try and solve with uh, healing anxiety. So like travel anxiety, social anxiety, bathroom anxiety. And it was amazing how as my anxiety began to calm down, those things were much easier to deal with. Now we have known for a while now how much the body is connected to the mind and I love the work of top psychiatrist and brain specialist Dr Daniel Amen who says we should change our term mental health to brain health as the scans he does on people's brains not only show damage from trauma but from our lifestyles too so he's absolutely wonderful to follow for advice so do look him up on Instagram as is Dr Mark Milstein who I interviewed recently on how to make the brain younger he talks about anxiety coming from our brain health. Dr. Chris Palmer talks about this too in his wonderful book Brain Energy and the links between the impact of mitochondria health and your brain health, mental health. Dr. Rob Bolsewitz, a leading gastroenterologist who was also on this podcast last year, wrote the best-selling book Fiber Fueled. He talks about how poor gut health can add to and create mental health conditions like anxiety and depression. And what's wonderful about this is that this means we can take action ourselves to see what we can do before considering other routes of action. It's really exciting to see what these professionals and many others are doing to shake up the stale old system of mental health treatment. Your lifestyle plays a huge role in your brain health. Changing your lifestyle could literally change your life. And yet, if you're suffering with anxiety today, you might even go down the doctor route who may try to help you numb the pain that you're experiencing with anxiety with antidepressants that contain sedatives so that you can cope with anxiety, which is totally understandable, but also quite extreme. Let's think about skills before pills. That should always, in my view, be the first line of inquiry. Or here in the UK, you get put on a wait list for around six sessions of standard therapy, which is likely to be based around CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, a very cheap form of therapy using lots of checklists, focusing on how do you think and how you can change your thoughts. Again, it's something that can be useful, but I hear it over and over again that it didn't change much for them at all. Now, let's be honest, how could it? Is over-focusing again on the mind. If a big source of someone's anxiety was coming from necking too much caffeine, drinking too much wine, overindulging in junk food, and snorting lines of coke, then just chatting about their past and challenging their thoughts ain't going to cut it, is it? Sounds blindingly obvious when I put it like that. Well, I hope it does anyway. And I know that example might seem extreme, but believe it or not, I've seen... This far too often. By the way, if you're enjoying this episode and you've not yet subscribed to the Mindset Change podcast, do that right now. And I promise you, you don't want to miss out on the life changing content coming your way. I'm really shaking things up. So hit that plus button. If you want, leave me a review and share this episode with as many people as you can who you think needs to hear this actual message. I'm sure they would be very grateful. Now, I remember a client a long time ago trying out my approaches as nothing else had cured their anxiety or somnia. But I was perplexed as we were doing really well, but we were not quite getting to the benchmark that I was hoping to with their progress. And after one session, it was an evening appointment, which was unusual for them because they normally came in a day. And I asked them, any lovely plans this evening? And they said, oh, nothing special. But I'm really looking forward to my whiskey and Coke just before bed. Now, I think they did mean the actual drink, not the narcotic. So I gestured them back into my office to tell me of this lifestyle habit they'd kind of not mentioned. And interestingly enough, they didn't think it was worth mentioning because they didn't think it was adding to their problem. Of course it was. But it's clear we don't know at times how best to look after ourselves. And what can make it confusing is there's so much information out there that it can get a little confusing. But taking time to explore our lifestyle habits, no matter how insignificant they can be, can often reveal the gold we are looking for. And I wonder what habits are popping into your mind that you might suspect could be adding unnecessary tension to your nervous system, unnecessary pressure. What could you change? And I wonder what difference that would make for you. For A lot of people suffering with anxiety. If what was on offer was more holistic in nature, then I believe they would get much better in the way of results. Now, traditional talk therapy... I think for anxiety is outdated. I personally find it not to be very effective. In fact, I thought there was something wrong with me when traditional treatments for anxiety didn't make much difference at all. I felt like a real failure and frustrated that I couldn't change the way I was thinking what was wrong with me. I mean, can you relate to that? I was under the illusion, fueled by therapy and the positive thinking movement, that if I understood my past, if I just thought more differently and more positively, that I would change the way I felt and heal my anxiety. And how wrong was I? It was like a never-ending game of whack-a-mole. As soon as one negative thought popped up, I would try to smash it with a positive thought, whilst another negative thought was already poking its head up and taunting my failed attempt to try and stop it. I thought I was losing my mind. And the crazy thing is that some therapists think that just because you now have some understanding of what anxiety is and possibly where it came from in your past that you can now step on a plane, train, drive down the motorway or suddenly be okay in social situations. Now, you are smart people and you know that logically you shouldn't have an issue with what triggers you. But you know what? Something happens, something takes over you and you just can't help it. Now, here's why that happens in very simple terms. We evolved in very hostile environments, a brain process where the limbic system, which is your survival and emotional center of the brain, can hijack the rest of your brain, nervous system and body to get you to safety. Now imagine, this is a good way of thinking about it, imagine you are walking through the jungle and you can hear what sounds like the roar of a lion. Despite not being able to see the lion, your mind will lie to you with all sorts of catastrophizing thoughts, lots of bullshit, lots of strange, strong feelings, which can feel overwhelming because its priority is to get you into that fight or flight state so you can get yourself to safety. And the reason you can't or you will struggle to uh, be rational is due to the fact that the prefrontal cortex, which deals with rational and logical thought, basically is reduced in function. So that you don't try to be logical about your danger, that is not going to be in your best interest. If there was an actual lion, so that's why the limbic system was, uh, you know, evolved to hijack you and take over control to dominate you. Now, if later on you find out that there was no lion, hooray! But it was a recording someone played as a prank. That's a bit naughty. But then the worst that's happened from believing this false alarm of feelings and lies in your mind is that you lose a little pride. But alternatively, if there was a lion, then the lies and false alarms got you to safety, even though there was no evidence. They saved your life. The thing is, we are still doing it. For most of us, it's not lions or physical danger. It's the fear of failure, shame, feeling anxious or having a panic attack That can trigger those false alarms. Now, for me, going into social situations in my past would trigger all sorts of anxieties and overthinking. And this never changed through trying to be rational about it. I understood my past, I understood where the trauma was coming from, but my brain was not going to let me suddenly think logically because it was reacting subconsciously to the threat it was perceiving, which is made worse. By some interesting lifestyle choices. Now recently a client told me that they were suffering from bathroom anxiety and they wanted my help but they were told by their therapist to just do exposure therapy and to just hold it. Yep, just hold it. No tools, no strategies, just hold it. <sighs> okay, I was so shocked At hearing this, I was like, "Wow, just wow." As if just holding it was going to be the magical answer. Do you imagine me saying to you, "Hey, that anxiety will just go away if you just expose yourself to the problem. Case closed, and that's the end of the anxiety epidemic. I could just need to go and find another job." And yet, that's kind of what happened to me, and still happens to clients who seek traditional forms of help understandable though because we do that to ourselves don't we we think well why would I think something so irrational and we get really frustrated if we suddenly just react emotionally and physically to something that we feel we shouldn't have a problem with and do you advise other people do you think hey if you just got on the plane you'll be fine think positive thoughts about getting on the plane and you'll be fine problem solved I think a lot of that comes from the frustration we feel, the impatience to just get over it. Pull your socks up, get over it, get on with it, and you'll be fine. I'll be fine. And whilst that might work for like mild anxiety, mild stress, it's not really going to work for someone with panic attacks, trying to get onto a plane at all. In fact, it just makes it worse to think I should be more rational when the reality is your brain is working against you because it's been triggered into a level of anxiety that needs some tools and strategies and has been exacerbated by their lifestyle choices. I also wouldn't go rushing to a doctor for medication to numb the symptoms and pain of anxiety either to cope, though that's completely understandable and very easy to do. As clients often tell me, they don't even have to go to their doctor in person anymore. They get a few questions asked over the phone and then they can grab their new pills from their local pharmacy that very day. What is going on? I mean, yes, in some cases, medication is useful, but surely there should be a deeper sense of exploration rather than just four or five questions over the phone. For too many people, it's a quick fix, but in the long term, it can be really damaging. Now, one reason to go to the doctor if you have anxiety, is to get a checkup to make sure there's nothing medical causing your symptoms. And once you get the all clear, then you can focus on the action plan that follows next. So what can you do? Well, anxiety, again, is too much pressure on your nervous system, causing it to become dysregulated. And it pushes your nervous system into survival mode, which gives you those fight or flight feelings. So first step, As an action plan, I would go to my website and download the free 10 core ways to heal anxiety so that you get the basics right. If you get the basics right, like sleep, nutrition, and exercise to help calm down your nervous system, then you are on your way to helping yourself become less anxious. Without these foundations, healing anxiety is incredibly hard. There's a lot of information in the free download, so please use it. I'd also seek help So look for an anxiety coach like myself or look for a therapist that has more than one string to their bow so they may work holistically, somatically, which means working with the body. Someone who doesn't clearly just focus on the mind when it comes to anxiety. Someone who can give you tools and strategies needed for you to confidently manage anxiety, turn it down so you can help yourself heal. And just to add to that, when it comes to the mind, hypnotherapy, is a wonderful tool. So I'm a hypnotherapist and it's a bonus to connect with and upgrade any old subconscious programs holding you back. Especially those self-sabotaging programs, which may think you're better off keeping your anxiety. I know that feeling. I sabotage the hell out of my own progress because there was a part of me that was terrified of not having that false sense of control. And being hypervigilant, that came with anxiety. As you listen to this podcast already, you might be familiar with my meditations. If you've never done one, please do, because it's a wonderful way to meditate, to go within yourself, to get to know yourself, to train your mind, to work with your thoughts and feelings, and work deeper and deeper into the subconscious mind. Thousands of you listen each week to those meditations So join in. Don't expect it to be perfect. Yes, it can feel hard. But I promise you, it's one of the best gifts that you could ever give yourself when it comes to anxiety. You're investing in your mind. What a wonderful thing to do for yourself. Learn breath work to help calm down your nervous system. So you're breathing slow and low in through the nose, gently out through the mouth, extending the exhale, to trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, which will help tell the brain you are safe. The more you do that, they taking little mini breaks throughout your day just to check in with your nervous system and give it a break. will make a massive difference to your anxiety and stress levels. And ask yourself, what is anxiety asking you to do? Is it asking you to change your lifestyle because something's unsustainable, hurting you? toxic to you? Do you need to heal old trauma? Is there something missing in your life? Are you lonely? Are you working too hard, doing too much with little rest or recovery? Why are you not doing enough? Are you living with little or no purpose? Are you in an unhealthy relationship or do you have toxic friendships? Is there something you can do about any of these right now? Because anxiety is the messenger. It's asking you to change course for your highest good. Anxiety isn't the enemy. It's there to help you. And that's a powerful mindset to get your head around. And once you've made changes to your lifestyle and you learn the skills to manage anxiety and turn it down so that you are healing, then yes, I would advise exploring much more about yourself, your past, what drives you, what your current life is like. Life really does feel hard when you don't know yourself or even give yourself the time to explore and awaken your dreams. It's like being a boat, trying to find your way across the seas without a rudder or map. We just get lost. And that's a mini action plan for you. Download my PDF, go to my website to do that and begin to make some changes. Take some pressure off your nervous system and just see what you need from there. Do that for about 30 days and you won't even recognize yourself. I hope you find this helpful. Let me know your thoughts on the subject. Again, some people say I'm being irresponsible by advising people not to go rushing to the doctors, not rushing into Uh, talk therapy. Um, But I'm standing my ground on it. And I'd like to know your opinion. So you can contact me in the show notes or join my WhatsApp community to engage with myself and a group of like-minded, wonderful people. Stay awake, stay aware, and I hope you have the most phenomenal day.